You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman alongside Steve Harmison looking back at all the action from day three at Headingley where India hit back two quick wickets in the morning and then they batted for much of the day. Wow, could we be set for another Headingley miracle? But this time going against England, you're listening to the following on podcast. So if you're listening to the podcast, you probably know by now that uh, well, India's still in this. They lead, uh, or rather they trail England by... Uh, just over 150 runs. They ended the day 215 for two. Bowled out England shortly after the start of play for 432. And then set about whittling away that uh, deficit, which was 354 runs when they started the day. But thanks to Sharma, who hit 59. Pajara, who's still there, 91. And Kohli, 45 not out. Uh, do they sleep tonight, dreaming uh, that they could pull off the heist of the century? Plenty to discuss following another ridiculous day's cricket here on uh, Following On. Story of the day. So, Harmi, here we are then, uh, day three. You kind of promised me that it would all be over by now and we'll be heading home. I'll be uh, back uh, back in my house. Um, not to be, uh, because uh, India batted brilliantly. Had a little bit of luck in the morning session, but as the day went on, England's chances dried up. Weren't beating the bat anything like they were with the new ball. And India looked very, very comfortable. In fact, it was uh, Joe Root looked the more relieved to take the players from the field. The new ball due tomorrow. But, uh, you know, are we on the verge of another Headingley miracle, but this time, this time uh, going the way of the visitors? Yeah, Headingley, the Headingley miracle, the epics of Headingley. It's, could, it, could it be another one? I don't think so. I really don't. Not with the tail that India have got. Um, brand new ball. I thought Joe was right to do what he did fully, 100%. I think that was the right call, good decision, even though it cost them 20 runs ball and then nine overs. It was the right decision to get the new ball for tomorrow morning, first up um, and walk off at the right time. I thought that was spot on. I don't think England have played that bad, bowled that badly. 
Jimmy looked a, a, a touch tired. Whether there is a whether there is a, a slight injury or you know, his body's body's been a bit sore. I'm not so sure. I thought Robinson and Overton were very, very good. Um, Moen got a little bit of purchase. Joe bowled nicely. Sam, again, it, it didn't swing as much for Sam Curran and scratching your head and trying to find, a, you know, to try and build and get Sam going into this group. But yeah, he, he sometimes flatters to deceive. But he only bowled, England bowled 40 overs and he bowled one of them. So yeah. that kind of... Kind of tells its own story, doesn't it? Him and Ali came on to bowl with 20 minutes to go before tea. Yeah. You know? it, it, what it does is it tells you that Joe hasn't got a great deal of confidence in... No. ...in bowling, in bowling. Um, current, but at the time, at the time, the ball was doing a little bit from Anderson, from Overton and from, from Robinson. And I think it was the right thing to get one of them in a short spell two long spells and then one to follow straight after. So I thought he, I thought he managed the bowlers really well. And Sam, when he came on to bowl, I remember a few years ago, my last ever test match, Strauss, he didn't want to bowl me. I was playing, I was playing for a swan song with Freddie in the last test match at the Oval. I didn't bowl for a long, long time. And I remember thinking when I get a bowl here, I'm going to run in and bowl as fast as I can. You know, I'm going to show these lot that I'm not finished. I was finished. I was finished by a decent way, to be fair. But I made sure that if, I, if, he, if it's five days, te- five days of Test match cricket, he's going to have to bowl me. He's going to have to bowl me, and I'm going to make sure that he knows he's going to have to bowl me. And, and I was trying to send that message to Strauss. Not sure Sam Curran sent that message to Joe Root today. The way the way he bowled um, too straight. Pajara got a few freebies on the legs, and the confidence that they got, the batters got off the back of that, um, just. Carried on through the day, so you know, fair play to India. They're still in this in this game slightly, but if I was Joe Root sending a message to my team and saying, "Here, look, you know, they've got four number 11s. We are three wickets away from getting one of them padded up and coming out here, and they're 140 behind, nearly 140 behind. We are still going to win this Test match. We've got to keep believing." Uh, Pujara, though. Let's give credit where credit's due. Yeah. You know, this wasn't a traditional Pujara innings where he kind of like sticks barnacle-like to the uh, side of a, a rusty old trawler and hangs on for dear life. He he was outscoring, he outscored Sharma, and then he was outscoring Kohli, I think. He was he was advancing down the wicket to the slow bowlers. He was um, playing aggressively across the line and through mid-wicket against uh, the, the fast men and piercing offside as well. Um, you know, this is, this is not the bowl. This is not the batsman that I was watching at Trent Bridge. No, I thought he batted brilliantly. I thought he did. I thought his, his decision-making was good. His foot movement was good. Solid in defence. Didn't push away from his body. I thought England uh, England's game plan was right. I'm not going to knock the boys for that because the, the, the where Pajara is as a player and and where his game's at at this moment in time, I would be wanting to bowl every ball that he, he had to use his bat. I'll be bowling straight at him because he's either going to fall or eventually he's going to fall over one or he's going to nick one because he's off balance or you know, his foot movement's a bit suspect. Um, didn't see any of that today. I thought he batted brilliantly. And the England bowled straight. He clipped them off their legs. He was proactive with against the spin. And I think shot of the day for me was the bouncer that he got, or the ball that bounced a little bit, which he uppercut over the top of slip. A tentative Pajara, a Pajara in the bunker. That he, that he doesn't think about that. That went off instinct. 
attended a Pajara, might have gloved that straight to Butler, and off he would have off he would have popped, and England would have got a wicket. So he rolled his luck touch, a couple of LBW shouts, but I thought all in all, I thought he was in a I thought he was in pretty good shape today, and anything that was offline, he punished. And what about Kohli? Because he came to the wicket in a lot of under a lot of pressure. Um, but he's not shy of uh, of belief, is he? And I can't think of a single chance. Oh no, there was one when Joe Root got one to spin through the gate and yeah. bounced over over the stumps. Apart from that, which you know boded bodes well, I suppose. Um, apart from that, faultless. He was. He was. I thought he was excellent. I thought he left his. I thought he's left his ego in the dressing room. I thought he left his uh, aggression on the field when fielding. He came out very calm. Didn't go at the bowler. I think that's what he's done so far this series, and possibly in in you know, his innings is leading into this that he's gone hard at the ball. He's gone and sure, I can hit the ball through that gap. I can pick that gap, not a problem. You know, you've got you've only got five fielders on the. I have three fielders on the leg side. I can hit that, not a problem at all. I'm Virat Kohli. Well, sometimes in England, I don't think you can do that. I think you have to respect the conditions you're playing in, the ball, i.e. the juke ball, and the areas the ball is, ball is bowling. And I think you have to sometimes earn the right to, to be able to yeah, play the more expansive game. I thought Coley did that brilliantly today. I thought he defended nicely, a good stride in when he was leaving. Um, I didn't think he was looking to, to, to really sort of put his chest out and be the very Virat Coley that... He sometimes can be. Uh, I thought he played very, very nicely. And that's a worrying sign for England if he comes out and does that again tomorrow. Because when he gets in this mode, he, he then can, like I said before, when you earn the right to score runs, this guy can score runs quickly and take the game away from you. So India will be happy with their captain's you know, confidence should be a little bit a little bit higher after the, the innings that he's had so far. Uh, and what about the fact that, you know, again, England, I know it's only day three, there's some turnout there, though, you know, and it's this is when you need a, an out and out spin bowler, isn't it? I mean, yeah, but you, you've got unfortunately you've got to look to to, to balance. The, you've got to have balance in the side, and you've also got to try and put you know, pressure on who's going to be attack you're attacking and where you're going to get your twenty wickets from. It's all great having 15 field. You want 15 fielders and having 14 men play and having the options. Unfortunately, England haven't got them options with Ben Stokes where he is and some of the, the bowlers that are injured so unfortunately the makeup of that lower order doesn't it's not like what India's is and potentially being six down all out so that's where Jack Leach probably misses out and on the other hand I don't think Jack Leach is England's best option when it comes to spin bowling Joe, Joe Root doesn't seem to, to trust him he'd rather have Mo and Ali in bowl a bit himself um, and I think England still need to find that spin bowler that can go and take four, five, six, seven wickets and blow a, a team away on fourth fourth innings or third innings to, to set the game up where we are right now. I still think the best way in these conditions on this surface, your spinner is just somebody who contains. Your fast bowlers are the ones that are going to do the damage. I thought England give, had questions for India. I just thought India had the answers to it. Um, and Robinson, I mean, you may mention of him, but once again, he's he's really proving his worth, isn't he? He was excellent, I thought, though. He had to, yeah, one very long spell, eight-over spell. He looked the more penetrative of the two bowlers, him and Anderson, I thought, which is credit in itself. He, he got a wicket, of course. Um, he's come a long way in, in quite a short time. 
Yeah, he has. You know, he's 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 done the hard yards. He's worked hard. He's you know he's first class experience. He's he's bowled a lot of overs in his career, which is great. Um, hopefully, he, he's put the off field stuff that was at the start of the season to one side now um, and learned how to deal with that better. And he'll have to deal with that for the rest of his career. But I think performance, I think he's been outstanding. I think he's been really, really a, a bright spark in what has been a, you know, a summer where, from a bowling point of view, it's been pretty bleak because of the amount of injuries that we've had. So would he have gotten as many games if we hadn't had the injuries? Probably not. Are we, are we a better side with Robinson in? After seeing what I've seen for all these test match, I would say definitely so. I think this kid has got something, you know, that is going to challenge the outside, inside edge of batsmen all around the world at the top end uh, on decent pitches, on pitches which are helpful for a seamer. I think he's a very, very good disciplined bowler on flat pitches when things aren't going uh, to be doing anything. And he bowls a good full length which challenges the batsman coming forward from a tall height. So for me, I've been really impressed by Holly Robinson and I think he is here to stay in this England cricket team. Moment of the day. There are a couple of moments of the day today. Uh, somebody f- flew a plane over uh, and circled around the ground with a banner saying, ban the ECB, save test cricket, um, which is fine. And there was that, Bloody idiot was back. And I can't believe people think he's funny. I didn't even think it was that funny first time round. It's like, what are you talking about? This guy's a lunatic. And he's turned, and not only was he back on the field, he was really, because the cameras wouldn't have panned on it, I guess. But basically, he was really struggling when the stewards came to haul him off. He's standing on the bloody strip. You know, he could have dug it up. Oh, just, just get off. I don't know what the bloody hell's going on with all these pitch invaders um, this year. But what an idiot. So, um, and I don't understand why the media are kind of like going, oh, it's old Jarvo. Oh, isn't that funny? Oh, Jarvo's back. Well, it would just come back again if you talk about him like that. Absolutely. Uh, 100%. We shouldn't be giving this kid any sort of. Who is, who is this guy? I mean, for God's sake. I don't know who he is. I don't care who he is. He just, he's, a, he's somebody who, <sighs> stewarding and the police, Need to need to make sure he can't get. He shouldn't be anywhere near to, uh, sporting venues. I don't, shouldn't I don't be anywhere know. near sporting venue. He got to the middle. If I was if I was a player, if I was playing on that game, I remember once there is a picture of this naked guy wrapped his arms around me. I think Old Trafford when I was batting at the time. I think I was batting with Belly against Pakistan. He came up and he was he was stinking of drink, and and I'm like. Well, he could have been anybody. He could have had anything in his hand. Yeah. And I went off the field and I had a go at the, at the management in England. Not at them, but to go yeah, and ask yeah. questions to the ECB and the steward. How has he got that far? How has he got that far that he could get to me? I'd understand if I was at final leg or third man or even mid on and mid off. But to get to the middle of the pitch, how on earth has he done that? That's what I'd be asking. If I was an England cricketer, I'd be going to the dressing room and I'd be saying to the management, go and get somebody from the ECB and ask them why he got that far. He should never have gotten that far. Remember being in South Africa, and South Africa are brutal. They are great. There was a guy came on at the Wanderers, and this rugby league player hit him. He must have only been on the field about, what, 15 yards, and he rugby tackled him. And I tell you what, it was, 
if you had been in a, anybody on, if it had been in a rugby league game, it wouldn't have been a fair tackle, and he would have cringed. <laughs> His neck went bang, and, and oh. you don't want to see anybody get hurt. But I'm thinking, yeah, actually, well. I do. Because he could have hurt me. Yeah, he because he could have had anything in his hand. He could, and this has got to stop because there's been too many this year when it comes to that. As for the plane, I don't know, it's quite funny. Um, I think the ECB yeah. probably know now that the schedule is shambolic. But look, everybody learns from what experiences we've got. We've now brought something into the game which has worked, i.e. the 100. It's been a detriment of a few other things. And that's up to the ECB now to go away and find a solution that, that helps everybody. But if somebody's paying that much money to go and fly something round, I think that tells you, ECB, that you know the feeling is high that we don't mess with the longer form of the game that has been here for hundreds of years that we all love. Because what we've just witnessed, for me, in this two and a half test matches has been brilliant. That, that beats any 100 game hands down, in my opinion. But that's just my opinion. What is going to happen tomorrow? OK, Harley, what's going to happen on day four at Headingley? You, yesterday, you said this was going to be wrapped up. England have won by 3.30 or 5.30 or something. I'm already on the train home. Yeah, so I was, I was desperate for it to finish yeah. today. And oh, I you're good. You and I thought tomorrow. it would. I thought <laughs> it would. Scotland tomorrow, uh, a game of golf. And I thought, yes, I'm going to get... No, no pressure whatsoever. But unfortunately, hey, fair play to India. I got it horribly wrong. I didn't have, I didn't think they had the fight in them for what they've shown in the first two, first two days of this game. I thought that was a big hangover from Lords, um, but they've come back and they've showed, they've showed the spirit their captain leads by. Can he come and do it the next day? Can he come and do it tomorrow morning? I think England a bit fresher tomorrow. Better, not better plans, but. A little bit more clarity of thought of what they're going to try and do. Brand new ball, I think half an hour of tomorrow will dictate where this game's going, whether it goes into day five or it's all over by tea time. I actually think England will bowl and get a little bit more luck tomorrow morning. And I think England will win by tea time. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the false shot percentages put out there uh, by CrickViz comparing today with day one, India essentially played the same amount of full shots. Um, but today they lost two wickets and obviously on day one, they lost all 10. So, yeah, I think a little bit of luck going back the way of England if they bowl as well as they did this morning with that new ball. And, um, you know, once you get one of these two out, I mean, Pant's going to be a law unto himself, but he's, he's not looked anything like the, the batsman we saw in India or when he was playing in Australia. So, yeah, we can hope that uh, the game will be wrapped up at some point tomorrow. I'm sorry if you're Indian listening to this, but, uh, you know, we want it to, to be one or with two to play. Um, saying that, though, if India were to win this match, then it would it would once again become one of the great heading the tests of all time. I mean, no side has ever won after giving up a deficit of over 350 runs on first inning. So, and when you consider England lot one here two years ago after being bowled out for 67, I don't know why we're so confident. Um, anyway... We'll find out, won't we, uh, here on the Following On podcast. Please uh, join us at Following Play, day four here at Heading.
The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.